What's up, pouty people? And welcome back to a brand new episode of Pout Palace. I am your host, L. Laricella. I don't know why I just paused there. I do know my last name, uh, if you can believe it or not. And I am officially Mrs. Laricella. I have officially changed my name on most of my documents. I still have to do random stuff, um, but, you know, bank and, you know, car title and all that stuff. But I have officially changed my name at the social security office and on the DMV. So at the DMV. So I am now officially, I have taken my husband's last name. I am officially a, I don't know, a kept woman. Is that the right thing? Absolutely not. But hello everyone. Sorry to just go off on that tangent straight away, but here we are. You know who you're listening to. So how is everybody? I hope everyone had a wonderful week. Thank you guys so much for all of your love on last week's episode. I was so excited to do Halloween stuff and spooky season traditions. And I just love talking about all that stuff. And I probably will be getting just as into it for Christmas. Maybe, maybe not. But I really, really love Halloween, as you guys all know. Um, So yeah, I just really appreciated everybody taking the time to listen and and share. I mean, one of the best things that you guys could ever do for me, honestly, is to share the episode uh, to your followers or whoever. Please, like, please help me out. (laughs) If you like the episode, that is the best way to get people to listen in. And it really does work. I mean, I got a few new followers right off the bat from somebody reposting the last episode that I did. And I love creating this community and growing it and just seeing where it can go. So if you guys love me, you could do that for me. Um, I hope I don't sound like I'm begging too much, but I, I really am. So guys, I gotta say this week, I might've failed you all but I have decided that I think I'm going to have to give up on One Tree Hill. Oh, I know. I don't do that. I really usually don't give up on shows. I watch them until I can't do it anymore. I could not get through the first season of this show. I, I literally, it was like pulling teeth. It was so bad. Chad Michael Murray, like as much as I love him, I I can't do it anymore. I think we have to break it off. And my husband will be really happy to hear that. But I just could not do it. I'm sorry. I I don't know if anybody even loves that show out there or not, but just not my thing. I think maybe at this stage in my life, listening to teenagers talk about their problems just really does not seem appealing as it once did. So yeah, I might have to do that. Um, I have a bunch of other shows that I'm currently invested in anyway, as much as I can be. One of them being American Horror Story, Delicate, um, with Kim Kardashian this season. I probably mentioned that I was watching that before and it's okay. I think Kim Kardashian is doing a really good job. I'm not like a Kardashian fan. I really am not a Jenner fan, but I, I don't know. I, for some reason I wanted to watch this season and it hasn't really been amazing, but it hasn't been terrible. So I'm, I'm going to keep watching it and I'm rooting for Kim and I'm also watching the golden bachelor. I don't know if anybody else watches that, but it is adorable. I am genuine. I I genuinely mean this every single episode. I cry. I cry of 
mostly happiness, but sometimes sorrow, because if you don't know what it is, the Golden Bachelor is basically the Bachelor, but it is, um, the Bachelor himself is an old guy. His name is Gary, and he's 72, and he's a widower, and he's literally the sweetest grandpa on the planet. It's a little freaky to see a 72-year-old man, uh, make out with a woman in a hot tub. That's really not great but luckily they keep those scenes kind of minimum but it is just so sweet and really genuine and I love seeing actual mature conversations for women from women who are actually there for you know to get to fall in love or to go on an experience I'm not going to say the word journey you know how I feel about that but it's just it really is a beautiful beautiful show and I really hope that they continue it because my husband and I we used to watch The Bachelor together and it got so bad to the point where we just couldn't do it anymore but we decided to give it a shot and watch The Golden Bachelor and we have not been disappointed so I think we might just end up watching exclusively this from now on if if we like the way it ends we'll see but it also something interesting is that the Golden Bachelor does prove that once a mean girl, always a mean girl. There is one girl, one I'm sorry, one woman, she's like 70, who re- really strongly resembles Caitlyn Jenner. And I I really mean that. Like I'm not making fun of her. I truly mean that she looks like Caitlyn Jenner. And she just handled the situation really terribly because she didn't know how to express her opinions in a mature way. This woman is three times my age. Maybe not that much, but she's old. Like, what are you doing? How are you not getting communication at this stage in your life? She was bullying another one of the women simply because she didn't like that the woman was talking about her dates and her connection with Gary the Bachelor when all she could have said was like, hey, it's bothering me a little bit. Um, you know, it's making me feel a little insecure. But instead of doing that, she was just like, you need to zip it. And just was really nasty. I don't know. It's still worth a shot if you want to watch the show. That was literally one of the only catty moments that we've seen. And Gary, I mean, bless him. He had the cojones to nip it in the bud and he sent her home. As soon as he found out what was going on, he was like, yeah, bye. So that was nice. So this week, some things that I did was I went to a Halloween party. I mentioned that last week. I got to see an old friend and her fiance. That was really, really fun. And um, we were dressed as Ozzy Osbourne and Sharon. And it was a huge hit. I will say it was a big, big success. <laughs> I We made one of those stupid TikToks. I don't really make a lot of TikToks, but we made one and a lot of people loved it. And it really, it was a hit at the party too, where... Most people were dressed up like Barbie and Ken, or I think I saw one girl maybe dressed as Taylor Swift and her boyfriend was, you guessed it, Travis Kelsey or whatever his name is. You guys got to stop with that. Okay. I cannot, I can't, I can't deal with it anymore. It's too much. I only follow literally one entertainment news, um, Instagram page, okay, and it's E! News, and every single post, 9 out of 10, is about Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. 
I don't care. It's too much. And even I think the Swifties are getting tired of it too. If you check the comments, everybody's just like, please, 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 please stop. Please stop. And you know, I, she, not only does she ruin everything, but I saw that people were posting in the comments too, that they had to stop watching. Is it the Chiefs? Whatever um, team he plays for, I think it's the Chiefs. They had to stop watching the games because when she was there, anytime anything would happen to him, they would pan to her reaction and she would be like dramatically going, oh my God, my my poor man, he, he stubbed his big toe. Or, oh my gosh, yay, he, he like got a, he threw the ball. I don't know. It's just so stupid. I hate it so much. I'm sorry, guys. I am, I'm not on board with this. I, I cannot wait until she is over. Like, I, I know she'll probably never do anything to get canceled because she's done plenty of problematic things in the past. And I feel like as this might be too much for you guys, but I feel that she weaponizes womanhood, if that makes any sense, or the plight of womanhood. Anyway, I don't like her. End of story. So speaking of stars, A-listers, some stuff in pop, pop culture right now, one of the only thing, well... Of course, we saw that stupid Jada Smith thing where she came out and she was like, oh, I haven't, I haven't, I've been separated from my husband, Will Smith, for seven years or something like that. Why are you doing this to that poor man, Jada? Leave the poor guy alone. He has, I, as far as I know, he has done nothing except slap someone in your honor, which then turned you on. But like, Leave the guy alone. No one cares. I don't know why you're all of a sudden trying. I mean, this is what she does, though. I feel like once she feels that she's becoming relevant again, she has to come out with this crazy statement. She, oh, my husband and I have been separated for blah, blah, blah. I don't care. And has anyone told Will that? Because I'm not sure that he knows. That poor man. Everyone's like, hashtag free Will Smith. And I am on board. I want to. I, I just feel so bad for that guy. Anyway, so that happened. And then Britney Spears is apparently coming out with a book, maybe this year or next year. I'm not sure. I don't really follow the whole Britney Spears thing, but I feel horrible for her situation and the life that she's led. I mean, just terrible. But she spoke out um, about some things that are going to be mentioned in her book. One of them was her abortion that she said that Justin Timberlake made her get. And then... She also said that Justin Timberlake has a small wang. I mean, why do you think Jessica Biel never smiles? <laughs> I mean, it, it must it must all be to promote her book. It really must be. But this is crazy. Like, this stuff that's coming out is like 20 years old, 20-year-old information that we're just finding out now. So she's been holding on to this stuff for a long time. She has been waiting to get her retribution on Justin Timberlake. So anyway, yeah, I don't know. Oh, and then I thought we would do the song of the week, um, songs that, you know, it, it the segment that I'm trying to do, and it is songs that get stuck in my head, you know, for the whole week, or songs that I just keep listening to over and over again. And this week, very fitting, is Cry Me a River, which I'm sure Justin Timberlake will be doing plenty of when Britney's book drops. All right, so that's pretty much everything covered. I thought today would be really fun to sort of keep in with the 
the spooky theme, if you will, or the horror theme, since we are in the midst of spooky season. I don't know if I've mentioned that before, but I thought, what is the scare? What is a scarier thing than your when you're a kid than a bad parent or even now? Like I'm an adult and I get scared. <laughs> like it's I get scared sometimes. Like my parents can they have the uncanny ability to completely change the trajectory of my day completely like for example I was over at my parents house a couple days ago and I think it's very well known that I talk a lot okay that's why I I started this podcast I need to talk I, I love to talk I don't necessarily love to listen to myself talk but I do love to talk and I was over at my parents' house and they were asking me what was going on in my life. So I told them and then eventually I was like, oh yeah, you know, I've got a lot to talk about and I, I just, I love talking about stuff. And my mom was like, wow, you don't say, huh? I'm like what? She was like, well, you haven't stopped talking since you walked in the door. I'm like, mom, I literally, you asked me questions and I like to talk. You should know better than to invite me over here and not expect me to talk. But anyway, the stories that I have are like way worse than that. It, it's, it's pretty bad. Not my personal stories. I'm talking about the stories that I have today. I'm going to give you guys a mix of Reddit stories and a mix of stories that you guys gave me um, because why not? So I did post my pouty Monday story today on Instagram and I got a few responses from that which I thought I would read but basically my question was have your parents ever pissed you off and it can be in-laws too so I have a few of regular parents I have a few in-laws I mean nothing's regular about these people but let's just get into it so one person said oh yes currently feeling like Cinderella in my own house I feel that. I grew up with a mother with severe OCD and she was never happy with the state of the house. She even, you know, she would obsessively clean things over and over and over again. And she even hired people to come in and clean our house every other week. And she would have to clean before the people would come to clean. So it was like a pre-clean. And um, I... I think when I grad when I left and went to like when I graduated high school and I went to college, I really took advantage of the fact that there wasn't going to be somebody yelling at me every every second of the day to pick my stuff up, and I let my 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 space become a pigsty really, and then I eventually was like, oh, this is really bad, and now I have really bad OCD when it comes to cleaning. And I can kind of empathize a little bit now with my mom. I never thought I would ever utter those words. But my mom would just never... We were not allowed to have pets growing up because my mom was so uncomfortable with the idea of hair, dog hair, cat hair, poop, whatever it may be, you know, dogs dragging a lot of stuff. And I know that now because I have a dog and I have a cat and they are both very sheddy and very, very dirty. And it drives me absolutely crazy. I did, in fact, have a panic attack while trying to clean my couch once because there was so much hair, it was never ending. And it was after like three days, three days. It's just, it never ends. So I kind of get it. 
<sighs> I'm so sorry that you feel like Cinderella. That is that is not good. I think parents, when their kids become of age to clean and they're able to like do things and help around the house, I do think that parents might be like, hey, um, you can deal with all of this stuff now. But I feel like you should help out if you're living there and you're, you know, not, I don't know what you're paying to live there, but if you're living at your parents' house and you're able to, and it's not a crazy amount of stuff every single day, like I'm sure the nice thing to do would offer to help. And maybe you already do that. But if not, I think it'd be nice. But once you move into your own place, you're not going to have any help. So you're gonna have to do everything on your own. And that sucks. Another one. In middle school, wouldn't let me shop at Abercrombie because it was too sexual and overpriced. Um, I can relate. I can relate. I wasn't allowed to wear makeup. I wasn't allowed to dye my hair. I wasn't allowed to wear tight clothing. My parents, my mother specifically, actually had us shop at the children's place for clothing until I was well over the age of 12. I was not a, I was not a child. Well, I guess I was, but I was 12. The children's place is clothes for kids who are like up to eight years old or something like that. Surprisingly, they made clothes all the way to size 14. And I would know because my mother made me buy them and wear them. Well, she would buy them. And yes, I'm incredibly grateful that I grew up in a, in a household that I was able to afford everything I needed. I had nothing to want for except the things that I really, really, really wanted. Like I, wa I wasn't allowed to wear makeup, right? So I can remember one time specifically, I would sneak makeup at, at school all the time, okay? I would actually pilfer it <clears throat> from the CVS and I would bring, like just drugstore makeup. And it was mostly like mascara, some eyeshadow. I think I always love to do like blue eyeshadow. But in middle school, I would bring it to school even in high school, I wasn't allowed to wear makeup either. So I would bring it to school and I would put it on in the bathroom, um, like right before first period. And then one day I was, I got off the bus and was walking home and my mom ended up coming home early and she pulled her car up next to me cause I was walking, <laughs> I was walking on the street and she pulled her car up next to me. Oh, hi, how well you got done school. Oh my God. What is on your face? And, um, yeah, I got in a lot of trouble for that. And you know what? It didn't stop me. I kept doing whatever I wanted to do to like express myself. I had a horrible, horrible self image when I was a kid, like when I was a teenager, when I was even up until like 22 years old, like I, I hated everything about myself. Like I thought I looked horrible all the time. It, I always had a very negative view of what I looked like. And I would do whatever I could to feel like I was pretty. And that included dyeing my hair against my parents' wishes. But the thing is, my parents were very seldom like home, I want to say. Like my parents, my parents would leave in the morning for work before we even got up or they would wake us up. We'd get in the shower and then while we're changing, they leave. My grandmother would end up coming over to our house, make us breakfast and then send us off to school on the bus. 
we would get home and then my dad would come home first and he had a really rigorous job. So he would always come home and nap like immediately. Like he would say he's resting his eyes, right? While we're watching Judge Judy and he would fall asleep. Um, and then until my mom got home and she would get home around like 530. She would pretty much come straight home, make dinner. We would eat dinner and then she would like just retire to her room. So we didn't really spend a lot of like family time together. We would just, we were always expected to just eat dinner together. So I would use that like, hey, they would notice that I dyed my hair and it would be like four days after I had dyed my hair. And I'd be like, well, you didn't even notice it's four days. So I tried to guilt them into, into letting me keep it. But they would get so mad every time. And they would always be like, oh, why are you doing this to yourself? Why are you changing yourself? You're beautiful the way you are. But I didn't feel like it. Like, I literally felt so ugly all the time. And I wanted to fit in so bad. But same as this person, like, my parents would not let me buy clothes that were trendy or anything like that. Like, I did not have a lot of new clothes. I just had clothes that were on sale or really cheap or hand-me-downs and they did the trick, you know, but I never got to like feel like I was trendy. I never got to feel like I was in style and I didn't have a style really until I went to college and like explored my sense of style and what I wanted to dress like. And even now that's completely different to what it was five years ago. I feel like I'm definitely in my style now, but it'll definitely evolve and change. And that's what, that's what happens. But I don't think it's right to stifle your kids and not let them look how they want to look, you know, like I, I feel like I would have felt so much better about myself if I was allowed to change my appearance and not change it to the fact where I'm getting plastic surgery. I'm just, I'm just dyeing my hair like two shades darker. So I, I've kind of always been under the impression that like when I have kids, I'm going to do my very best to like allow them to just express themselves, especially when they're young, because when they get older and they have the freedom to start experimenting with themselves in more drastic ways, it could be dangerous if they don't have like if, if, if they don't have any stability, like I went to college, I got gauges, I stretched my ears, like now they're super, the holes of my ears, like never went back all the way. And I, I fried my hair off like six, seven times just because I didn't know what I was doing. And I wasn't allowed to go and get my hair dyed. So I would do it in secret myself. And if I had just been allowed to express myself and do it under my parents' guidance, then it would have been a lot safer. And I feel like I wouldn't have wanted to take those extremes as I got older. I got like everything under the sun pierced. I don't have everything under the sun pierced anymore because it was just a phase, mom. But I, I, I didn't know when to stop because I, I had freedom. I had a taste of freedom and I just I kept going with it. And now my style is totally toned down and I basically like aspire to look like a working class suburban mom. But <laughs> I don't know. I just really hope that when I have kids, like I remember that I said that I'm going to give them the freedom to express who they are because that's so important growing up. And it's so important to feel like you're supported in doing that. All right, anyway, rant over. We'll go to the next one. Okay. Most recent egregious offense was at my 
boyfriend's sister's wedding that my parents were also in attendance to. My parents were supposed to take our dogs for us that night so that my boyfriend and I could stay in the room that his mom paid for us to stay in by the wedding venue. My parents ended up leaving without saying goodbye to anyone, so once I realized that they had left, I texted them to make sure that they had picked up the dogs, and their response to me was, no can do, kiddo, on our way to Atlantic City. (laughs) I was absolutely livid. Leading up to the wedding, my mom had assured me several times that she and my dad would watch the dogs for us and at their place so my boyfriend and I could spend the night at the wedding hotel venue with the rest of his family. Thank God my brother was able to swing by our apartment to feed and walk the dogs for me. I ended up waking up at 6 a.m. to leave the hotel, take care of the girls in the morning, and nap for about two hours with them. And then left the apartment to head back to the hotel to have breakfast with everyone. Wow. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'd be living. And she said, I was. It ruined the rest of my night. I can totally imagine that. I actually end up having to do a lot of things like to accommodate my dog and when somebody like doesn't fall like when when your plans fall through and someone backs out of being able to take care of your dogs like it's 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 really really stressful yeah but it happens it happens but when your parents say hey um yeah sure we'll do this and then they're like nah actually we can't like why do parents gaslight us so much Have you guys ever noticed that? Like, as I've gotten older, my parents gaslight the crap out of me. And my brother and sister agree. Like, I truly think that they just forget things. Like, I really, really think they do. Like, I I had a huge blow up in my family happen a a couple of years ago. Um, That's completely resolved now. But I remember, like, a lot of repressed memories had come up um, because of this event that happened. And as these things were, were coming up, I was bringing up to the attention of my brother and sister. And I was like, Hey, um, you know, do you guys remember it like this? Because I haven't thought about this in years. Like, do you remember getting treated like this? Or do you remember like them saying this? And they were both like, yeah, we completely remember that. That's exactly, that's exactly what happened. So I would bring it up to my parents and be like, you know, you guys did this or you, you treated us this way or you said this. And I'm not talking about like abuse or anything like that. I'm, I'm just saying, you know, certain things that all families go through, I'm sure. And they're like, no, you're misremembering that. I'm like, well, no, I'm not. I talked to my brother and sister too. And no, never said that. No, never did it. No. Are you crazy? No way. I mean, they do this to us all the time. And I'm realizing that like, a lot of people have this exact same scenario happen. Like they remember something from their childhood and then bring it up with their parents and their parents are like, nah, never. Don't know what you're talking about. How could you think that? Like, what do you mean? <laughs> I don't know. You guys have to let me know if that happens to you too, because I feel like I'm constantly being gaslit and it's just one of those little annoyances that I'm sure will continue to happen for the rest of my life. But let me know that I'm not the only one, okay? So anyway, I thought we would now get into some stuff on Reddit because some of these are just really crazy. And I need like the tea from you guys. I need you to give me the beefy, 
crazy stories that I know you have inside and everything is completely anonymous. So I'm never going to say your name. I'm never going to say where you're from. No identifying features. Give it to me. Give me all the bad stuff. I want to talk about it and I really want to complain about it. But we have some parent stories and we have some in-law stories, but I'll go with the regular parent stories for right now. And I will just say before we get into these disclaimer, I have an amazing relationship with my in-laws. I have never had a situation with my in-laws, um, my mother and father-in-law where I have been uncomfortable or upset or unlistened to or anything like that. I mean, they are literally like some of the best people that I know. And I'm really, really lucky that I have that relationship with them because <laughs> reading these stories shows me that the majority is not. And you hear all the time the phrase like monster in law, like there are some, I was actually so scared of that growing up of having a mother-in-law who hated me. And I have been in relationships where the mother of my boyfriend was not into it, like did not like me. Actually, it was just a stepmom. And I don't know why, but somehow that was worse. Anyway, so just a disclaimer, I really like my in-laws. I have no problems with them. That's not why I choose to do, chose to do this episode. But even so, I mean, I don't think any of this would ever get back to them if I did have something bad to say about them, but I don't. Um, as far as my parents go, we are all on good terms right now. So everything's fine on that front too. All right, I'll get into this. It's from the thread, My Parents Sucks. My dad keeps giving me shit on getting rejected from every Ivy slash T20 I applied to. I guess Ivy League schools. I think this might be like British or something. I tell him that this year the application process was relatively difficult. And he says, you're using your own victim mentality and being very stupid. He bullies me on the choice of university and has even started making snarky comments every single time I appear out of my room. The dude starts showing me pictures of other kids who got their acceptances and keeps shitting on me for getting rejected. He keeps telling me how I'm too dependent on money and am just his bad investment. He just wants me to go out so that I don't spoil his family's name by getting into a subpar university and not getting a good job. I don't even want to go to uni now. I just want to get out of my house. I can relate to that. Not about my parents being assholes, but I can relate to the feeling of having all that pressure put on my shoulders about having to go to a good school. I'm the oldest kid and I would have been the first one on my dad's side of the family to go to college ever. So, and I was, but I didn't graduate. So I felt this overwhelming pressure to go to college. And yeah, my parents were like, oh, you don't have to if you don't want to. But I knew that if I didn't, they'd be disappointed. I knew it because all my life, you're the first one who's going to go to college. You're going to be the first one with a degree. Like, it's ingrained in me that that's supposed to be part of who I am. I'm the oldest one. I'm supposed to go first. I should never have gone to college. One of my biggest regrets in life is going to college. I went to college in Pennsylvania. I had the absolute worst time. I was miserably depressed. I fell in with a group of really horrible people. I mean, some were awesome and I'm friends with them Aww. to this day. You just made my day. But... What the hell, Alexa? Shut up, Alexa. Oh my God, did you guys hear that? 
Okay, anyway, I don't know if I'm going to leave that in or cut it out, but that was actually terrifying. I'm at home alone right now, and <laughs> and that just went off, and I literally, holy crap, that was terrifying. I, I thought there was somebody in my house. Okay, anyway, so anyway, I went to school. It was horrible, and I ended up dropping out after two years, um, and I was going to go back, but... I never did. I instead went home. I moved home and I went to a community college for a couple of years, which I loved because it was on my terms. You know, when I went to school for the first time, I went for education and it because my mom was a teacher and I felt like that's what I was supposed to do. Because, again, like you feel a certain amount of pressure to follow in your parents footsteps and kind of go on the same path that they did. And I got to tell you guys, not the right move for me, not the right move. So. I mean, if I could go back in time and change that, I would. I really, I would. I would, I would just never go to college. <laughs> but I just did a lot of stupid things that I regret to this day, even though it led me to the life that I have now. I'm married. I have a house. I have a dog. I have a cat. I have wonderful friends. My family's in a good spot. I've met so many awesome people. So I guess everything does happen for a reason. But I think about it all the time. Like if someone were to ask me, what would you change about your life? It would be going to college. I would have stayed home. I would have gone to community college. And I just would have probably ended up where I am now anyway. But yeah. So I understand the pressure. However, your dad sucks. He sucks for making you feel like you're... He said you are using your victim mentality and being very stupid. If that's what your dad says, like, he's projecting onto you totally. Like, he, maybe he, I don't know the whole story, but there's something in your dad's life that he's feeling really unfulfilled for. So, parents who talk like this to their children are trying to live vicariously through them. Let's not do that anymore, guys. Okay? Let the kid do whatever he wants to do. Now he doesn't even want to go because you've put this amount of pressure on his shoulders that he just can't shake off. It's, it's messed up. All right, next. <clears throat> My parents suck ass. <laughs> My parents have stolen money from me before. They stole my stimulus check from me for money. I'm afraid that when I leave them, they'll try to run or ruin my credit or something. I don't know what to do about that. And I'm pretty pissed that they stole my check, but I've already done my taxes. So there's nothing I can probably do. I'm just tired of living with those assholes, but I feel trapped like I can't leave. I don't even make enough money at work to be able to leave. I couldn't find a job after college and my parents suggested that I go back to college to try and do something different. But there are some indecencies in incident oh sorry <laughs> incidences recently that made me realize how bad the abuse is and I genuinely don't trust them. I'm pretty sure that going back to college scheme is for is just some shit to keep li me living with them longer so that they can keep up the abuse, but I also can't leave. So that's the other thing. Like the answer to not being able to find a job straight out of four years of school is not more school in my opinion like I know so many people my husband included who have gone the traditional route they go to school they go to college they do the four years they they get great grades they graduate I think my husband even graduated with honors and they can't get a job in the field or anywhere really like a college degree really doesn't mean much if you I, I don't know it really doesn't these days I I would fully support my child if they did not want to go to college like not financially but 
emotionally, I would, I would understand. I mean, that's just coming from a parent, me, potentially, being someone who went to two years of regular school and then got my associates, and then my husband, who literally has a YouTube channel for work now. You know, a, it's... A rocket scientist. I, I just think it's Or something, this. but, you know, I just... I, I don't I just, know. I mean, I just know so many people who... Like a, it doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter that they did everything and now they, are, they have so much debt. I just don't get the notion, the idea of of going through all of this pain and, and time and money and then not being able to get a job and then saying, hey, um, actually, I'm going to take on more debt now. And I don't know what the situation is with your parents either because how are they financing college for you if they have to steal money from you i mean it just seems like a situation that we don't we don't totally know all the answers to or have all the answers to here but yeah i don't know it just it doesn't seem great doesn't seem great and i think you should probably try to find an apartment and get a, a friend or a coworker, get a second job even and move out because you don't want to be li living with thieves it's weird all right next one Hmm, God, there are so many stories to choose from. How about the time? Oh, oh, guys, sorry. <laughs> really quick. I'm moving into the in-law stories now. Okay, so, hmm, God, there are so many stories to choose from. How about the time we asked her to feed the cat while we were on our honeymoon? We returned to discover that she had arranged, rearranged, literally moved furniture, pictures on walls, Kitchen cabinet and drawer items, etc. To clarify, she is now my former mother-in-law. And while reminiscing on this long Thanksgiving weekend, boy, am I thankful for that. And then someone comments, what did she say when you asked why? And she said it's been a long time, but something like, I know what I'm doing. It's much better this way. Insulting and controlling. Guys, what the heck is wrong with you? Not you guys. I know there's nothing wrong with you guys except for the fact that you continue to keep listening to me. But mother-in-laws, come on. Why would you actually think it's appropriate to go into anyone's house and move things around? I, If I cat sit and I move a tissue box out of the way, I'm like, oh God, I got to remember where that goes. Like it's so inappropriate to go into anybody's home and move things around. You don't know better. It's how they want it to be. It's their house. You have your own for that reason. Just keep your mitts off people's stuff. I actually feel like I'd be so livid if that happened to me. And I, I don't even know how I would react because I just find that to be the most disrespectful thing in the entire world. Like, don't just respect people's space. You're being invited into their home. I mean, albeit you're asked to do something while you're there, but all you had to do was go in and feed a cat. Stop moving things. All right, next. Oh man, I've got a doozy for you. My mother-in-law asked my wife how much money my mother makes. This not being a usual topic of conversation in my family was not known to my wife. So she made up an arbitrary number of 100K and told this to my mother-in-law. Wait, quick pause. This not being a usual topic of conversation in my family was not known to my wife. 
Okay, so it's unusual and weird that this guy's mom is asking his wife this. Well, about a month later, my mother-in-law came to my wife and said, there's no way your mother-in-law can make that much money. Apparently, she called my mother's place of employment, asked if anyone made more than 100K. She claims that she was told by my mom's work that no one makes that much money, and it is supposedly impossible for her to make that much my mother works at a university and has an ex as an experienced web developer so of course there are people that make more than 100k and there is no way someone relayed this information after this conversation was about finished she finished by saying she was glad that my mother didn't make that much because she claimed she wanted to be the rich grandma and it was her job to spoil the kids <laughs> that kind of gets hard when she has no money and doesn't even work this woman be crazy um, yeah, just a tad, just a tad. I don't even know what to say to that. Don't do that. Get like, some people need to mind their business for real. Some parents, some mother-in-laws in, in particular, get way, 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 way too involved in their children or their, their children's spouse's life, like their personal life. But this extends beyond that. This extends to to her mother what the hell i think everybody needs to just take a little pill labeled mind your damn business and stop with these weird this weirdness i mean why do you not like who raised you i don't i don't uh, i don't get that i find disrespectful people to literally be like the worst thing in the world. I, I cannot stand disrespectful people. It's like my biggest pet peeve, like be considerate, be respectful and be mature. I mean, mature is give or take depending on the situation, but please be mature. You know what I find to be the weirdest mother-in-law thing though is when their child, when they're okay. It's mostly mother and son relationships. When the mother treats their child, their son, like he is the partner that they don't have. For example, I see it a lot with single mothers and I see it a lot with like deadbeat dads. So a child whose who's father isn't around very much or he's just, he's completely absent or he's just bad, right? This usually translates to being a really bad husband, especially if you're not around. So a lot of times women who have sons will project this need to have a partner onto their son because they are doing a good job raising them. So they're thinking to themselves, wow, this is the type of partner that I wish I could have had. And then they start to treat them like that. And then when they get married, they start to resent the daughter-in-law because they feel as though they are having their partner be taken away from them and that another woman is stealing their man. I find that so disgusting, so edible and weird. Like, please, please don't be like that. Like, I, I, I thank God that my mother-in-law is not like that because my husband is the only son. He has two sisters and um, he's the only son. He's, he's the middle child too. So I, I fully expected that type of relationship with some of my partner's moms. Like, I just think it's so bizarre. And and you know what the weirder the weirder ones are like when they are super touchy feely with their son or if their son like has to talk to mommy before they make any decisions at all. For example, I read a Reddit post. I don't know why I didn't 
screenshot it to talk about here. But I read a, a post where this guy was getting married and um, his wife-to-be was finding out that her mother-in-law-to-be was undermining all of her decisions for the wedding because she would make a choice and then the mother-in-law would be like, mm, I don't know about that. I don't, I don't think I like that idea. And then would bring it up to her son who was brainwashed into thinking that he should just listen to whatever mommy wants. So then he, the, the son would say to his fiance, like, mm, I don't think my mom would like that. It even came down to the dress that she was going to wear. Oh, I don't think my mom would really like that. And then it would, you know, her makeup. Mm, I think my mom would think you look like a clown. Like, no, stop the madness. Please stop the madness. And mothers to sons, please stop being like this. Like, divorce your husband and go get yourself a real man and stop kissing your son on the lips. Okay? Okay. Anyway, guys, I think that's probably all the time that we have today. I hope you really enjoyed this episode because I really feel like a weight has been lifted off my chest. I got to complain about quite a lot. And you guys know that's my favorite pastime. So thank you so much for joining. And I hope that these these stories were just as scary to you as they were to me. And um, yeah, I really look forward to another week. And as always, guys please like, rate, subscribe. If you could do me a favor and write a review, good or bad, on uh, Apple Podcasts, it would mean the world to me. And let me know what you guys want to hear. Like, send me a DM. Let me know what kind of topics you want me to talk about. Like, I could always use ideas. I have a whole idea bank, you know, of course. I always have things to complain about. But I would love to hear from you what you think would be a really good episode. So please send your stories my way. Answer the weekly Howdy Monday question. Send me the songs that are on repeat in your head. Like, tell me things. I really want to get to know what's going on in your lives, okay? So I'll see you all next Tuesday for another episode. And don't stop complaining. Bye.